Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. They may view may be lacking a few important pieces, but the Chicago Blackhawks team today was not lacking spunk. A 4-3 victory over the Calgary Flames. They've been hot against the Flames over the past couple of years now. Four straight wins against a team that's trying to make it to the playoffs, but the Hawks just stood in their way today on the best day ever at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. It's a long one tonight. We're extending it out to 6 o'clock this evening before Northwestern basketball and before Hamp and OB break down, hopefully, a Bears victory over the Green Bay Packers. But right now, it's hockey talk and a whole lot to chat about. So let's head on back upstairs and bring in our pal Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Weideman. This is a fun one, Troy, and more importantly, just... A great response by this team after all the rough news that they've had to deal with the last 48 hours. We know that they're going to have to face a lot of tough challenges like the one they face today. And there's going to be tougher ones. You mentioned it. The Edmonton Oilers coming to town in a couple of days. But it was good to see this this team perform the way they did when they needed to their most against this Calgary squad. Just a solid effort by everybody. Game plan coming in here was we're going to work hard. We're going to play a north-south game. We're going to try and limit our mis- mistakes, manage the puck well, filter pucks t- towards the net. They didn't do that a very good job of that in the third period. Only three shots on goal. But in in a way, they, they protected the lead better than they have in the past here. And that's a really good sign for the Blackhawks and a confidence builder you know, moving forward because they have struggled in that situation. But... They worked hard. They had to get some big saves by Peter Mrazek down the stretch, but this is just a a team effort by everybody. It's nice when the three stars of the game are guys that maybe have been in and out of the lineup over the, throughout the season. Colin Blackwell, number one. Jared Tenorti, number two. Nikita Zaitsev, number three. It's just that's what it's going to take for this team now for the, the next couple of weeks, however long, until they're going to see a, a handful of their best players and obviously the main one being Connor Bedard. Yeah, and I, and I think when you, you know, and I give a lot of credit to the people picking the stars because, you know, a lot of times all you're doing is you're looking on the score sheet and you're saying, okay, this guy did this and this guy did that, and that's who we're going to give the stars to. You look at Tenorti in this game, yes, he did pick up an assist in the game, but was it, or two assists in the game, but it's what he did defensively that stuck, stuck out in my mind. I mean, he, he played some big minutes in, in key situations, did an excellent job. You look at Zaitsev, who John and I were talking about before. He picks up a goal and assist in this, so you're looking at the stat sheet, but you're also recognizing what these guys did defensively. I've really liked the way Zaitsev has played, and if you look at uh, his pairing with Kevin Korchinski, you know, Kevin's a guy that is, is still figuring it out how to play you know, the defensive game here at the NHL level, and Zaitsev has been a really good fit for him because he just kind of stays at home. He knows where he needs to be. He's always got that position in front of the net. Um, you know, doesn't try to do anything too fancy, fires pucks towards the net. Good things happen, just like, you know, here in the game tonight. Nice job by uh, everybody who was picking the stars in this one, and really happy. You know, for for guys like Zaitsev and Tenori to be recognized, and then we've always already talked about Colin Blackwell, what he has gone throughout his entire career, not only here in the last little while with the Blackhawks, but his entire career, even getting to the NHL. You know, it's motivation to see a guy like that compete and do as well as he did. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to see the type of boost he gives this team, regardless of what he does. But then when he scores. I mean, he, he's got so much emotion out there on the ice. He's, he's just such a ball of energy. It, it almost like it's doubled when he produces because then guys feed off of that. And, and all right, if Colin Blackwell is able to get this type of production just from this hardworking effort, from, from this, you know, uh, hard work, you know, it's something that he can decide to do, this decision that he made to bring it today, that can feed on the rest of the team. And I think today was an example of that. Yeah, you know, here's a guy that uh, when he was with the New York Rangers in 2021, uh, picked up, you know, 12 goals with Seattle. He was pretty good. He had 17 points in the 39 games. So he came here last year 
And uh, a little bit of a struggle for him, but dealing with some injuries, I don't think it was 100%. And, uh, you know, he, he had the surgery that he needed to have. Rehab was tough. It's frustrating. It took him a long time to, to be in a position where he felt that he was ready at 100% to get back into the lineup. And it was an, an automatic impact, as you said. And, you know, here's a guy that was brought in to do exactly what we've seen here this season from him to be that guy that's a miserable guy to play against, to work hard. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Chris Vosters is <laughs> here in the booth and distracting me with his... Uh, uh, it's a story, but I can't, I can't go into it. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that, Troy, because all of a sudden I've got someone from the TV side of things distracting me too. Uh, oh, you got, sorry, the, sir, you got, the, you you got the little fella in there? <laughs> the little guy with gumption decided to <laughs> pop in here. I thought you might have heard the crack of something. But you didn't. What, uh, what kind of gift? So did what you were we talking about? Colin Blackwell. I don't know. He did, loved what he did tonight. How do you uh, think the energy was down there tonight, Panger? Or this afternoon? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a fine for you. That, that was, was a, I fine. saw that. Wait a minute. Uh, I saw uh, mark that, that down. down. Um, you know what, Muzz? It was really great. Um, I I gotta admit, I was expecting more in the third period, like just all the way around intensity and 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 uh, urgency from Calgary. You know, because they're, I mean, they're just knocking on the door for a wild card berth, you know. So um, I know they played back-to-back, but, I mean, that's an afternoon game yesterday afternoon. It's an easy flight here. And and, and uh, that's not an excuse. Should right? have been no excuses for them. Um, but on, on, on the Hawks side, I mean, everything. Every, every shot block, Troy, uh, every save. Um, you know, the guys were banging their sticks on the boards. They were talking. The, the coaches... Uh, conversation and communication with the players and Troy especially in the second period and you know how tough that is uh, with the line change especially with the defensemen um, and especially having 70 you know there's that communication of, of adding Isaac Phillips in there you've got to be listening on that bench as you know Troy and I thought they were sharp I, I thought they really were clean in, in a lot of things that they did in this game you could tell Troy that with all the injuries um, and, and a new player in Zach Sanford that their um, is this the right word alertness on the bench was very good Joe, what did you and I talk about before the game? The, the fact oh, that, alertness. Yeah, the fact that they, you know, with um, a seven and eleven lineup, there um, defensive pairings are going to switch. Whether it's after a power play, whether it's a penalty kill, the line combinations are going to switch as well. So everybody has to be alert. Luke Richardson has to be alert yep. because he's got to make adjustments on the fly. Who's tired? Who's who does he need to double shift? You know, when was he last out there? How long was he out there? See if he's, uh, you know, red in the face, kind of on the bench, uh, what kind of energy he's got left. So everybody has to be aware there. They didn't have a too many men on the ice penalty. They didn't be in a position where they were short a guy on the ice. It seemed like from up here, everybody was paying attention and everybody was engaged in this game. We're recapping a Blackhawks victory over the Calgary Flames. Really quick, a quick break for station identification. The Blackhawks, Wildcats, and the NFL play here on AM720. On smart speakers, say play WGN Chicago. Along with Darren Pang and Troy Murray, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 to here from the United Center. We're going to get Cole Gutman in just a little bit. We were talking about this team having to be a little bit extra alert with missing so many players, going with 11 forwards and 7-D. I thought the end of the second period where Calgary really made a strong push, and yeah, the Hawks had some big stops, Mrazek with some big stops, but Flames were just missing, catching some bad luck on a few little circumstances, and you create that luck when you're you're outworking the other team, which I think the, the Hawks were able to do, but it seemed like twice or three times in this game, the Hawks didn't allow Calgary to take over momentum of the game, and I think that's a, a strong trait that they're going to need to have for the next foreseeable future well, right now. You know what, hey, Troy, who was the second star of this game? Tenorti. Jared Tenorti. And you could have thrown Vlasic, you know, Tenorti, Murph, uh, I mean, Zaitsev was a star in the game as well, Mrazek as well, but I thought as a group, I thought they stopped the cycle really well. I mean, you don't want extended pressure in your own zone and then, uh, you know, five on five, and then you ice the puck and you're on the ice for two minutes and 12 seconds or something like that, huh, Troy? I thought, I thought they did a pretty admirable job of that. And the other thing, Muzz, from your point of view, have you ever seen so many pucks bounce off skates and <laughs> sticks? And, and uh, even Blackwell's uh, second goal of the game, you know, comes around the boards, goes off a skate and right to the slot like it was a perfect pass. 
Yeah, I mean, good things happen when you throw pucks at the net, and bad yeah. things happen when you throw pucks at the <laughs> net. And it, you know, it, you get a, it, you know how many times we've seen Connor Murphy off the, uh, uh, off his skate, uh, Jared Tenorti. You saw Zaitsev redirect one in. These are plays that just by pucks going towards the front of the net. And you know what? The Blackhawks finally threw some pucks at the net. They got rewarded with a lucky break in their favor. Um, but I thought I agree with you, you know, Panger. You looked at the way they, they defended. And how many high-scoring opportunities did Calgary have in the slot area? I thought that they closed off that area much better than they had in the past. And they have to continue to do that. They have to force everybody to the outside. But when you got... Guys with the big reach. You look at the defensemen that they had in the game. Vlasic, 6-6. Magna is 6-6. Isaac Phillips, 6-3. Tenori, 6-6. Murphy, 6-4. Korchinski, 6-3. You know, they've got some size the back there and, and some reach. Oh, some big and that, trees. And that's, huh? Those are some big trees. They are. And the reach, and, you know, you can, you can defend the outside much better, but once you get too far on the outside, now you open up the inside, and that's tougher to defend against. So I thought they did an excellent job. I agree with you. Troy, did you think the centerman in the D zone also did a good job of coming down low? Yeah, I, and I thought it was, you know, a guy like Jason Dickinson. I noticed him mm-hmm. several times right Me around too. the crease area, and, and that's, that's important. You have to have that from your centerman. You, you've got to have that commitment for them. And, you know, sometimes when you look at it, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Connor Bedard, but a lot of times he's later into the zone, so you've got a forward that plays that low position. I, I still would like to see that centerman be that guy because they have a better understanding of what they need to do. And I thought Dickinson in that area was great. The support down around the crease was excellent. And going back to what we were talking about in the pregame, Troy, I mean, this team is going to be forced to be playing simpler and just throwing pucks towards the net. So hopefully the fact that they're getting rewarded from their play today in this game, it can it can start a good trend because it's going to be more important to ju- just play a, a simplified team game right now with missing so many players because they might there might be more rotating pieces in and out from either Rockford or transactions yeah. or who knows. You're yeah, going to get Rem, Rem Pitlick back in there. You know He's going to be yeah. a part of the equation come Tuesday night and maybe you get a healthy body or two back later in the week so it'll make some in- interesting decisions moving forward but you've got to have some guys in the lineup but when you when you have a depleted lineup with with some of your high-end skilled with your more nhl experienced players um you you need to simplify the game plan and i think that they did an excellent job and even luke was talking about that before the game simplicity and, and direct plays keep everything in front of you stay on top of the puck don't get caught in too many odd man rushes a couple times they got a little bit loose in that neutral zone um, getting three guys caught in deep, but overall, I thought the F three, the high forward in the in the uh, offensive zone, was very good tonight in helping out uh, tracking back with help uh, helping out the defenseman. Speaking of rotations and transactions, we just made one here on the post game show. We've traded Darren Pang for Cole Gutman to uh, break down this one a four three victory. <laughs> that, that's over the a big play. that's a big bonus in in uh, in favor of the Blackhawks. I I agree, Troy. It'll, they it'll won they win this trade hands down. <laughs> Troy says they win the trade hands down, Panger. <laughs> I think that's a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cole, obviously so many different emotions for this entire team over the last couple of 48 hours, but what was the mindset heading into today's game? Yeah, obviously a lot went down, especially over that road trip in the last couple of weeks with, with guys going down and really important pieces, uh, dealing with some injuries. So uh, I think the mindset was just guys stepping up to the occasion and, and playing their role and playing hard. And obviously we got a couple of new guys here as well. So just welcoming, that, welcoming them as, in as well. And I thought a lot of guys stepped up today. Go Nicole, ahead, what was what was the message coming from Luke Richardson coming into this game with all the new faces, 7D, 11 forwards? Yeah, he's really good about just sticking to the game plan. Obviously, um, he doesn't let it become a distraction with what's going on. So um, his biggest thing was sticking to the game plan, playing as hard as possible. We've really been witnessing guys coming up from Rockford or from another team and taking full advantage of the playing time that they're given here with the Hawks. And it seems like that's going to be the story now for the the next couple of weeks. What kind of adrenaline rush does that give you as a player or you just witnessing some of your teammates being able to do it? Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I think that's the good thing about Rockford is uh, we got a great development staff here in Chicago who who go to practices out there, run development sessions and, and all of that. So I think that helps translate for when we get up here and it's good uh, for me personally just to see guys who I played with in Rockford last year and, and this year come up and there's a bunch of them and everyone's doing really well and playing playing hard so especially getting a win at home was uh, a lot of fun. 
you know, Cole, it's got to be fun for you to, to, to see these guys from Rockford, you know, come up, get the opportunity like you did. I mean, it's got to be, you know, there's got to be a lot of happiness between you guys and, and enjoying this opportunity and what it means to you guys to have, who have all worked so hard to get to this level and have the opportunity. For sure. It's it's the dream to be here, and, and you work so hard, like you said, and, and you finally get here. And um, it's definitely tough when, when you're not winning, but to get a win here makes it even better. You've done such a good job of taking advantage of any opportunity that you get here. Do you ever find yourself in a position where when somebody comes up from Rockford or, or comes in from another team, you, you go forward and say, hey, you know, uh, th- this is a good opportunity for you, and it's it's right here for the taking. I mean, do you ever find yourself in that kind of position? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're all kind of in the same boat, so I'm not I'm not saying too much. We're kind of just talking about it together, about what we're, we're both experiencing. Um, obviously, have have experienced coming up and and being the guy where older guys will will bring me along too. So I think just um, sharing our experiences together with with all the guys coming up from Rockford is kind of kind of big. So we know how each other feel. Switch it around a little bit. How are the Pioneers doing this year? Yeah, Pioneers are always doing well. So big uh, big win for DC, the head coach over in World Juniors as well. So um, it's always oh, that's fun right. Those yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you do you follow the World Juniors? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was a little tough with the the schedule of the games this year. I felt like we were playing a lot, um, but we were able to catch periods here and there, and it's obviously fun to watch that talent. What was the smack talk like in the locker room? Obviously, got to get in Kevin Korchinski's ear because he doesn't stop. <laughs> Same with Bedsy. So it was fun to see Canada get knocked out early and see the U.S. do well. Big matchup coming up, I think, later on this month, uh, Denver and North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Those are always fun. Those are those are some of the best times. Those rivalries, uh, playing the Ralph, playing at home in uh, in Magnus. So those are those are a great time and always good battles. Do you keep with any, in touch with anybody of the current players out in Denver? Yeah, yeah, I keep in touch with pretty much all of them. Um, most of the guys that I played with, um, a lot of the alumni, we all keep in touch, and we got a really tight group, especially that team that we won it with. So it's a lot of fun. Speaking of high intense hockey, the game against New Jersey, I know it's a couple games ago now, but it just really seemed like that was one of the more intense games you guys have played all year long. What did you learn about this team after going through that 60 minutes against the Devils? Yeah, we learned a lot. I think we played with a lot of grit. Obviously, it wasn't the outcome that we wanted, but it's a good team over there, and we, we really needed everyone in the lineup to step up. And I think another couple more guys went down. Two of our biggest players went down. So I think guys rallied behind that and stood up for them as well. So. It's great to see a guy like Vlasic jump in and, and get physical, get in a fight there, and, and other guys play physical um, all over the ice. So I think it's a step in the right direction. Was that one of the more competitive games that you've been involved in in your NHL career? Yeah, for sure. There's there's definitely a lot of emotion, and I think one of the things to learn is when there's emotion like that, you got to channel it in the right way. You can't just be running around aimlessly and, and using your energy in the wrong way, so you got to use it that emotion in a smart way. What about today's game? let you believe that this team is is going to be all right for the next couple of weeks with without missing so many big pieces what about today's game in particular do you think can work for this team for the next foreseeable future i think uh it showed our depth a lot obviously guys like colin blackwell stepping up scoring two big goals there and um other guys as well doesn't necessarily mean the goals but guys are playing well all over the ice all throughout the lineup um i think our depth really stepped up and like i said i think it started from that new jersey game i think guys are playing hard and kind of know what it takes to win going into that third period with a one-goal lead. With the inexperience of the lineup, how much does the coaching staff rely on the video uh, uh, reviews of the video um, you know, sessions that you have to reinforce the positives in a group that really hasn't experienced a lot of it at this level? Yeah, we do, we do video pretty much every day. And for me personally, we, I see a lot of the same themes over and over. And um, they're things that are, are some some things are new, some things are stuff that you learn all throughout your career. So I think uh, reinforcing that has been really important and kind of sticking to what um, Luke wants our, our team to be portrayed as, I guess, or um, just the way the way we want to play. So I think that's just uh, important to get into those sessions. Cole, this team's really going to find a, a lot of challenges for the next couple of weeks, but congrats on getting this one done, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Cole Gutman. Blackhawks take down the Calgary Flames here at the United Center. Troy, any final thoughts about uh, anything that Cole had to say or, or anything more about this, this solid victory for this team today? Well, I, I think the theme that uh, you know everybody's talking about here is is where the baseline is and what they can do, and that's bring your effort every single night. Uh, do you have Connor McDavid? Do you have a matchup against him as far as 
the elite player against elite player? No, you don't. But can you work as hard as Connor McDavid? Yes, absolutely. And I thought that really showed in this game tonight. Calgary's got some high-end players that have had success in their careers in the NHL. Not so much sprinkled out through the Blackhawks' uh, dressing room, but at the same time... you can compete as hard as those guys. And, and that's what Luke Richardson is, is asking. And he says, listen, let's all buy into uh, what our game plan is. We reinforce it with video. And in a game like today, it, it just shows you if everybody is committed, if everybody's on the same page and they're giving it that baseline hard effort, you're going to get results. You're going to get rewarded because of that. And, you know, for me to see the players be rewarded, which they didn't get rewarded in the game against the Rangers, it wasn't a solid 60 minutes like it was in New Jersey, but they didn't get rewarded for the effort in New Jersey. But the feeling come out of that game against New Jersey, completely different from a game that, you know, you don't compete at and you got, uh, you know, outworked or something like that. There was a positive vibe coming into this game this afternoon, even with losing Bedard, even losing uh, your leader inside the locker room, Nick Foligno. And I think there's a belief that starts to build, and that's the culture of what Luke Richardson wants from this team and expects from this team. And, and that's not asking too much. You get to this level, you should be able to give it everything that you got, and that's what we saw here this afternoon. All right, pal. Well, great stuff as always. Fun day. Best day ever. How could it not be? Best day ever. (laughs) Best day ever. I know we're driving our engineer, Brett Jackson, nuts right now, but (laughs) it's the best day ever. How could we not have fun? All right, pal. Well, fun stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid coming to town. I can't tell you how much I look forward to that. He's checking the lineup. (laughs) He's checking it twice. It's going to be fun. All right, pal. I'll see you later. Have fun. Have a good one. You too. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman on the call as the Hawks take down the Calgary Flames 4-3. to This postgame show is rolling until 6 o'clock tonight. We'll be keeping an eye on the Bears game as well. Unfortunately, it looks like Green Bay has taken a 14-6 to lead now through three quarters, almost said periods. Um, and, of course, we'll have Hamp and OB after Northwestern basketball. Before we get to anything else, uh, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. But right now we've got to get to a break. We'll take your calls and texts next. 312-981-7200. Hawks postgame show after a 4-3 winner over the Calgary Flames here on 720 WGN. Send it up the right side to Zaitsev, and he'll drive the puck down the glass into the flame zone. Comes out the black ball, shoots and scores! The puck took an odd ricochet out of the corner to the slot area, and there was Colin Blackwell waiting for the puck, and he beats Vladar on the glove side. It's a power play goal, and the Hawks now lead 4-2. to two. Colin Blackwell, the number one star today. He was also Troy Murray's player of the game, but how can we not give him player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. He really has been a spark plug ever since returning to the NHL roster. And, you know, Troy does bring up a good point. He, he definitely looks like a much different player this year and just seems to be completely comfortable and completely in control uh, he was not making these types of moves last season. He was not playing this confidently last year. So maybe uh, the silver lining in the long road to return for Colin Blackwell that was this year, maybe it ends up being a good thing for him because he has really taken full advantage of his first 10 games back. Now three goals, two today, nearly had a hat trick, and uh, a three-point game his first with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Hawks Post Game Show. We're taking you up to at least 6 o'clock tonight. whole bunch of sports going on on 720 WGN. We've got Northwestern basketball around 6.15. After that, Hamp and OB will take over and uh, give you the post-game analysis of the Packers-Bears game, which is currently... Not going great for the Bears. 14-6 to in favor of the Packers as they're beginning the fourth quarter over at Lambeau. Uh, we might have Andy Mazur chiming in later on, maybe give us a synopsis of how that show's going to go. Obviously, Hampton will be a couple of guys that wear their hearts on their sleeves. So uh, whether you're elated or frustrated with the Bears, you're definitely going to want to keep it tuned here to 720 WGN. But a whole lot to be positive for this Hawks game today. Uh, just a good start. Good full 60 minutes. Definitely some moments where Calgary had most of the momentum, but the Hawks never let it get out of hand. And let's be honest, too, 
the Hawks caught some luck today, but that doesn't take anything away from this victory. And with all the bad luck that they've had over the past couple of weeks, if not the entire year, they're they're totally in the right to be beneficiaries of something like that. And in a lot of instances, they just created their own luck. I think the Philip Kurashev goal is something we hopefully see from this team moving forward now. Not the fact that it went off of Nick DeSimone's skate and went in, but just the fact that Kurashev gets the puck. He's not even in the best situation, but he just quickly flips around, fires it on net, and uh, Dan Vladar was probably unexpected of it, and maybe not every goaltender is going to let that one go through, but you just try to make something happen. And with the Hawks missing so many playmakers right now and losing a lot of their top-tier talent from their roster, it's the hard-working, grindy, throw-pucks-on-net type of hockey that the Hawks are going to have to rely on now for the next couple of weeks, and it definitely paid off today. The Hawks definitely understood the assignment, as we reference more of the best day ever. And once again, I'll, I'll give credit, some stick taps to the crowd here at the United Center, one of the most engaging fan bases I've ever been a part of, ever witnessed. And there's just something different about some games. And the Sunday day games bring it more often than not. It's just a lively crowd. Everyone's into the contest. And this was a fun game, too. I mean, Even when the Hawks didn't have the lead at certain points, they were generating a lot of chances. They were making things happen. And again, I'm really interested to see how much this team will absorb the identity from last year missing so many players. And again, they're going to need to rely on a lot of that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Our reporter, Jack Heinrich, still isn't back from the Blackhawks dressing room. So we might not get to sound until after the 530 news. But once we do get that, uh, we will share it with you. Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 to here at the United Center. They end their losing skid, and they improve to 12-26-2. We've got to get to another break, though. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text. We'll get to a few texts when we come back. Again, 312-981-7200. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Dickinson now, right circle, dropping of their Kershaw. Shoots and scores! Outstanding play by Philip Kershaw. He was positioned for the pass in the slot when Dickinson shot the puck that deflected to him. He spun and fired it past Ladar, and we are tied at two on the best day ever. It sure was the best day ever here at the United Center. A 4-3 victory over the Calgary Flames. Hawks improved to 12-26-2. Calgary it's below a hockey 500. They're now 17, 18, and 5. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 6 o'clock tonight as the Hawks finally end their losing skid. 312 981 7200. If you'd like to join us, we've got to call from John in Elburn that wants to talk about the defense. Go ahead, John. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, Joe. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. Happy New Year, John. How are you? Hey, I just wanted to say I'm well, by the way. Thank you. I am uh, just want to say a little bit I'm I'm just with the defense, and I'm looking forward to uh, the future with what we've got there. I thought Vlasic and some of the other guys were just doing really great tonight. I think they got some potential. What are your thoughts? I, I wholeheartedly agree, John. Thank you very much. And again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to text or if you'd like to call. This was going to be a challenging game for the Hawks. I mean, Calgary isn't a great team right now, but they're definitely a better team. And actually, they have been riding some uh, more solid performances. They just had a three-game winning streak come to an end. Kind of a rare back-to-back, both on the road and two fairly distant venues. The the Flames lost in Philly yesterday. They lose here today in Chicago, and that makes the Flames now 0-5-0 on the second half of a back-to-back. But getting back to John's point, right now the Hawks are going to have to rely on so many different pieces, and they're going to have to rely on their depth, and they're going to have to rely on a simple game of playing hockey, which is, again, something they did a lot of last year. It's a different roster makeup this year, but it was productive last season. So I really am interested. I'm not trying to just say everything's going to be fine, even though Bedard and Felino and Jones and Anderson and Andreas Athanasiu and Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish are all gone. But I'm interested to see how the core of this team, with so many people gone, that core of this team 
perform with just playing simple hockey. And it might get a little redundant. redundant. It might even get a little boring at times, just making simple plays and dumping the puck into the opponent's zone and, and just trying to not things get out of hand. But maybe it can force the simplicity of the game in a lot of these guys and just get a little bit more shoot happy and shoot first mentality because who knows what kind of difference it plays when Connor Bedard is on the ice and they're looking for that guy and they they don't want to pass up an opportunity to set something up for Connor Bedard. I want to be on the record though, this team is far and away in a better position to win when Connor Bedard is on the ice with them. I'm not saying that, but maybe if there's a way the Hawks can put all this adversity, put all these absences into their favor, that might be a way. Uh, from the 708 area code, great win. Lucas Reichel just does not seem like he wants to drive to the net and pass on shots. It was kind of a, a weird day for Reichel. I feel like there were definitely examples of that, but then there were a few other examples where he was a little bit more aggressive to driving towards the net. But but yeah, on the power play, there was an instance in the second period where he passed up uh, on a quality shooting uh, opportunity. Instead, he's looking for the right pass. Uh, earlier on in the first period, the same thing as well. And it, it's kind of back and forth with him this year. It's not as egregious as it was earlier on in the year. I think you are seeing more ingenuity by him. Not enough. Still want to see more, but I I do think it is starting to trend in the right direction, and hopefully that will continue as uh, he's going to be one of the guys that the Hawks are really going to be relying on in terms of some of the top-tier offensive talent. Uh, From the 502 area code, it's Alex from Louisville. Uh, No real question, just trying to enjoy the broadcast as much as I can through this rough season. Just like Frazier in Seattle, I'm listening. Great win tonight. Well, thank you, Alex. We also had a listener from Scotland earlier today. That was pretty cool to see on the internet. Uh, Dexter in Bolingbrook. Joe, I had LOL about shooting pucks at the net, bouncing off skates and sticks for goals. That's why it was better when no one was allowed in the crease. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks caught some puck luck today. But again, I don't I don't want to use that as a deficit for this victory. I mean, it's it's not like they shouldn't be credited for it. They're doing things that we want to see them do more of. They're catching a little bit of luck, but they're also working very hard, and they're kind of creating some of that luck, which is definitely a trend you want to see and definitely something you want to see right now from this team. We've got plenty more to get to. Our reporter, Jack Heinrich, is back. We're going to get sound from the Blackhawks dressing room as we're taking this postgame show up to 6 o'clock. But first, we've got to get to Steve Ruxton in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. He has your news for 530. Blackwell along the left board, sends it right point, Zaitsev winds up, fires, he scores! I believe this hit the defenseman DeSimone at the top of the crease and ricochets in behind Vladar and the Hawks retake the lead at 3-2. fantastic bump choice from our captain, the engineer Brett Jackson. However, it's not just a good day. Today was the best day ever. Blackhawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 from the United Center on the best day ever. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. A little extended postgame show for you today and a good day to have it. Hawks with the winner. We're going up until 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, we might bleed a little bit over that too before uh, Northwestern basketball. The Wildcats taking on the Michigan State Spartans and trying to pick up three straight wins for the first time since 1962. But more on that later. Again, a big game for the Hawks. They end their losing skid. They get a great bounce-back victory, missing so many guys, including Connor Bedard, Nick Foligno, and Seth Jones, and they beat the Flames 4-3. to Colin Blackwell had two goals today. He was the number one star, also our player with the most heart. Let's hear from the Blackhawks, number 43. Oh, it felt good. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, they're a pretty veteran team and we had that rough road trip there. So just to kind of get a win and uh, especially on home ice and just to sleep in your bed for the first time in a little while, it definitely uh, felt good. And a lot of guys stepped up today and um, I thought we had a great team effort. And, you know, when you do uh, the little things like that and we get good special teams, uh, you know, we come out with a victory. When you came back from injury, you, you were coming out like a house on fire. That made sense. How do you keep doing that every night? That's A lot of guys don't do that in this league. Yeah, I mean, um, I said it, I think, when you guys first came and talked to me. I mean, I recognize, uh, I mean, I've always played like this, but um, I'm 30 years old, uh, and a lot of people haven't really given me the time of day in my whole career, so I've always kind of played like that, like, um, and I play with a chip on my shoulder, and I, I recognize that, um, you know, I'm 
trying to fight for a spot on this team and then also um, just trying to um, you know make up for some lost time uh, I think I, I don't take the game for granted I never really did but um, when you miss a lot of time um, you know you got a little extra pep in your step and um, you know like I said a lot of people don't necessarily think very highly of me and uh, I uh, keep the receipts and it kind of uh, pisses me <laughs> off a little bit so I'm always trying to play um, it's not always going to be scoring goals but you can influence the game in many different ways and um, I was just trying to do that every time I step on the ice. Is that the silver lining of all these injuries is everyone's getting a bigger role I mean you're on the top line right now. I mean, I think you have to think about it that way. I mean, it sucks that we had so many guys drop uh, like flies on that road trip, really good players and really good people too, and uh, missing them on game days and stuff like that. But um, I said it in in between intermission. um, It's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's hard to make it to this league and it's even harder to stay. Um, so it's a lot of people are getting new opportunities and try to make the most of it. And um, that's what I kind of try to tell myself and some of the other guys, um, you know, you're going to play, you know, different positions, left wing, right wing, center, shorthanded power play. And it's that next man up mentality. But when you get an opportunity like this, a lot of people and all across a lot of different organizations haven't gotten that opportunity um, just because a lot of teams have stayed healthy and stuff. And, you know, this is where people get their opportunity to stick in this league and you got to make the most of those opportunities. for, um, uh, this is all for yourself, but uh, did this team also need your kind of tone setter tonight, given the circumstances? Um, I, I don't necessarily think that the team needs the like me per se, but I, I just I watched you know 30 games last year and 30 games this year, and I just kind of saw a little bit of what was missing. Just um, just kind of being sometimes, like I said, it changes every game depending on what the situation is. When I first you know, suited up. I didn't think I was going to be necessarily playing 18 minutes a night type of thing. And that's when, um, you know, looking back to last year, depending on how your minutes are, you are, you know, I try to play physical and try to, you know, whenever you see the other team's best players, uh, try to get a lick on them, especially on a team like that, back to back, like uh, some of their best players, you know, would travel. I mean, you're, you're playing chess, not checkers. It's like the little things um, that build up towards the end of the game that wears them down. And that's just the way I try to think of the game. And I think that kind of rubs off on some other people and just kind of the energy that I can bring. So, so um, I, I like uh, kind of the energy that I can bring to the room, and I, I, I think other guys are feeding off of it too. And um, I think when people play like that, you just drag uh, people into you know all the scrums that you kind of get into and um, cause some havoc. And um, just that emotion that I kind of play with is something that I just try to bring every single night. How badly did you want that empty netter? I wanted it pretty badly, not going <laughs> to lie. I feel bad. Um, I, I left Curry out to dry. I didn't realize he was right over there to my uh, my right. But, um, yeah, we did a good job protecting the house, and uh, PD made some great saves and, and you know we're, it was awesome to come up with a win there what conversations did you have about just kind of rallying together with the group that you, you guys have and managing to fight through all the adversity tonight yeah I mean I think it's uh, like I said next man up mentality and it's ever since I came back I learned from last year that uh, you know you start gripping the stick a little bit too much and then all of a sudden um, you get into a rotation you're coming in and out of the lineup it, it sucks but um, you get into maybe a bad mentality and you know just tell myself some of the younger guys don't be afraid to make a mistake play on your toes um, always be on the forecheck and always have that reloading and kind of supporting one another and I think when you do that um, other people can feed off of it it's very direct hockey and it's easy to play and um, a lot of guys stepped up tonight I thought we uh, did a really good job at you know, the important parts of the ice the um, you know the lines getting pucks in getting pucks out um, and like I said they played back to back and we knew that and just putting pucks behind them to kind of wear them down to hopefully that uh, when we put pressure on them they would make the mistake so um, you know I, I think like I said a lot of guys stepped up a lot of young guys uh, I think did some things that they're not necessarily known to do, um, blocking shots, and then also just huge plays, like I said, at the wall, especially at the end of the night. Um, that's huge against a big physical team like that. With what you've been through in the last year, working your way back, do you have a little extra just savor a packed house? Yeah, I mean, it's Cheering awesome. for you the way they did today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, definitely uh, when I was watching the games, you watch underneath here. Um, I didn't watch too many from, from up top, to be honest with you. I was doing work uh, in between periods, but um, obviously that national anthem gets uh, everybody going. It gives you chills, and um, it's something that, uh, you know, I think only 8,000 people have ever played in this league, so getting that opportunity to be on uh, that perspective of it or watching it, it's definitely something I don't take for granted. Is there a little satisfaction to the outside? You're kind of left for dead without uh, Bedard and Felino and some others. And then you have a performance like this. No, I mean, we love those guys. To be honest with you, Betsy's been awesome for us this year. And, and Felino, his, um, you know, he, he's super vocal and he's been that leader for us. But he also uh, matches it on the ice with the way he plays. And um, guys like that, uh, especially, you know, uh, Connor's been on the score sheet a lot for, for us. Um, and, and he's been the offensive production. And then also, you know, Fliggy's been, been that kind of him and Dickie have been the, the staple for our team, I think. Uh, so when you miss guys like that, um, it, it, honestly, it's tough. Um, but like I said, it, it's 
next man up uh, mentality, and we're going to miss them for as long as they're they're gone. They're, they've been huge for us, and you know that's kind of like the heart and soul of our team. So um, I think it's important for you know some guys um, just to, to step up when we're getting these more minutes, and um, you know, you're never going to replace guys like that. Um, but you can do the best to um, you know do the best that you can in order to kind of fill so, some roles and some shoes. But you're never going to replace them, and uh, you know we're going to miss them for for however long they're out. Today's number one star, Colin Blackwell, again, a two-goal game, a three-point game, and a guy who keeps his receipts and just always brings it since he has returned to the NHL roster. Again, it's 10th game since returning, and he has continued to just be a spark plug, just a burst of energy. And I do really think that it pays a little bit more dividends when he finds himself on the score sheet. It can kind of ignite other players. All right, if, if this guy's working this hard and able to produce this, then why can't I? And then hopefully that can turn into just a very contagious type of thing, and that's exactly what the Hawks need right now. From the 502 area code, love Korchinski's game. Would love to see him shoot more as he has a lot of solid opportunities to do so. Do you think Richardson lets him go a little more with all this offense injured, or is this just Korchinski being hesitant youngster, not wanting to make the wrong play? So he goes for the safe drop passes. I I think that could be a little bit true. I I think Kevin Korchinski has looked, for the most part, solid in his first NHL season and clearly dealing with so many other things, too. But the fact that he, he does look solid, he does look fairly comfortable out there, but I just think... As the games rack up, as the years rack up, he's going to be a lot more comfortable. He's going to be a lot more confident. I mean, one of the most impressive things about his game is him being a good offensively skilled defenseman. I I can see this guy making huge strides in maybe a year or two. Um, Hopefully it doesn't take too long, but he just seems like a guy that once he really starts to figure out his game in the NHL, he's going to be... Uh, a lot more lethal. And this is actually something right before the road trip I brought up to Luke Richardson about how you were starting to see a trend of Connor Bedard feeding Nikita Zaitsev coming out of the neutral zone just with a ton of speed. But Bedard's always looking for the right guy to send the puck to. And it was just, it, it happened a couple of times. And one time it led to a goal where Zaitsev shot it off the post and it ended up getting knocked in off the rebound. But Zaitsev even said that he and Bedard were talking about that type of play a lot recently, and when it's there, they're, they're going to try to capitalize on it. I brought it up to Luke Richardson, and he just basically said, yes, but we want to see all our defensemen be in that type of position and be ready to shoot the puck. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that is probably a message to Kevin Korchinski, but all the defense as a whole. And the other thing is, right now, missing so many guys, this team is still going to have to just take a lot of baby steps and just get down to the nitty-gritty of a, a simple game where they are all on the same page. They're all just performing at a hard-working effort and try to rely on that to uh, just get through these next couple of weeks, missing so many important players, including Connor Bedard. Uh, John and Rogie, the cat from Oswego, chiming in. Hey, Joe, I just heard the last few minutes of the game. was very happy to hear the Blackhawks' victory. My brother Larry told me it was a solid effort. We sure needed that. All the best for 2024. Thank you. I agree. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call, if you'd like to text. I know a lot of you are all preoccupied about the Bears game right now. And again, Hamp and OB will be on after Northwestern basketball, which we'll pick up after the Blackhawks postgame show. We're bringing you an extended postgame show tonight. Uh, I'm already getting some text about the Bears game, and I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't want to try to provide analysis on it because I'm watching out of the corner of my eye down here on the postgame basement show. Uh, from Steve in California, team with the most heart, and it paid in spades today. Love to see a win on home ice for all the guys out of the lineup. This energy is electric and what hockey is all about. Again, that's Steve in California. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Again, I, I'm not saying the Hawks are in a, in a better position right now, missing so many important guys, but it does force them to play a lot simpler, to just do the little things right, um, man, were the Hawks perfect on the PK again today? So now that makes it at least eight PKs in a row where the Hawks have been perfect. That's a great trend. Hopefully that can continue. And just their overall game, 
uh, hopefully going in the right direction while missing so many different players. We've got more sound. We're going to hear from Connor Murphy. We're going to hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. But right now, we've got to get to a break. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3. to And this is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. A hard wrist shot from the far circle. Blocked by Peter Marazic. And the Blackhawks hang on for a win. That's today's Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3, as you just heard John Weideman say. The Hawks end their losing skid. They pick up their first home win here in 2024 and their first chance. And the Calgary Flames now below 500, 17-18-5. Again, the Hawks with four straight wins against the Flames. If you remember, they swept all three games last season and kind of some big wins, one being towards the end of the year where they uh, were able to stun Calgary at home and really just burden their playoff chances. And Calgary might be on the outside looking in. Still a lot of hockey to be played, but once again, the Hawks get the best of them today. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Taking you up to 6 o'clock, then Andy Mazur's got the action for you right before Northwestern basketball. And then after that, Andy will be on with Hamp and OB recapping the Bears game against the Packers, currently 17-9 to in favor of Green Bay with 315 left in regulation of that game. Connor Murphy chatted with the media. Let's hear from the Blackhawks defenseman. Yeah, big time. Uh, confidence and belief, I think, uh, for everyone to understand that no matter who's in the lineup, we still have a good enough team to win any game, and especially at home, too, when you have uh, have some pride and have uh, your home crowd going behind you, and I think that uh, guys uh, really use that energy. What's such been the difference between home and road? It has been such a, a big difference in basketball. It, yeah, road, I mean, road's always harder. It's harder, uh, harder with matchups and uh, teams for whatever reason at home just feel fresher, feel stronger, um, seem to jump on their game and get a little more momentum swing sometimes. So uh, I don't know if we haven't done as, as good of a job weathering it in certain ways on the road. And uh, some of the games, obviously, every game's a little different, but at home, uh, I think we just have a little more of the inner confidence. Uh, each guy feels like. Like they're in more of their comfort zone, I guess. It's such a cliche, but given all the injuries, are you guys doing this bunker mentality? You know, nobody believes in us, us against the world kind of thing. <laughs> we mentioned a little bit of that before a game. Uh, I think it's it's a good it's a good mindset. It's a fun mindset to have, and you don't want to obviously you want to be a team that teams are chasing. Uh, we're obviously not in that situation right now, and it's uh, I think you can you can create a uh, storyline for each game and each part of the season, and, and for us, I think that's a great great way to go at it now. Is uh, is realizing we have a lot of guys out and for everyone to come and, and band together quick and win games by uh, by work ethic, really. How much could the, the last game be a galvanizing moment where you guys stick up for Connor and then it just felt like everyone was sticking up for each other the rest of the way? Yeah, it felt that felt great just because of the emotion we brought, we brought and it showed that guys really do care for each other and um, and take it personal when when uh, when guys get injured or take taken liberties of. Um, so that was it was fun and, and little moments like that are, are big in a season. Like I said, it brings emotion of each other and pride and and uh, a camaraderie that realizing that everyone is in it for each other and and that uh, no matter what's going on outside noise that you're gonna you're gonna have your guy next to you by your side. When you say taking taking liberties, uh, can you explain? Liberties meaning when a guy hits our guy and he gets hurt. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Blackwell plays like his hair's on fire every shift. Do you need that when when, when you're in a situation like this? He's like that, he's like that off the ice too. He's got energy. <laughs> he's always got energy, and uh, it's it's big. Yeah, that's that. You you can see that that feeds uh, momentum and it feeds a line. And and when a guy uh, plays that energy and, and scores, you see the celebrations and see the the passion to want to win the game. It, it's uh, contagious to everyone. How much you know? I'm not to take away from anybody else, but with Felino and, and Bedard especially, leading scorer, leader in this room and everything, and how much are you going to miss their presence? Yeah, big time we are, and uh, it's hard to... I don't think you replace those guys just because of the talent level that they have and the leadership, obviously, um, but you more just... Uh, just you still each guy has to play their game uh, no one's going to be able to step out and play like Connor Bedard everyone's got to play to their strengths and how they can and, and like I said at the start that realize that if everyone plays to their best ability in their own way that you're going to still have a good chance to win do players lean more on guys like yourself and Dickinson say it again do, play, uh, do, do players yeah no I mean everyone everyone worries about themselves when they're out there and trying to play their best and um, I think minutes change in certain ways for certain guys uh, but I think everyone's uh, comfortable with whatever role that they're put in and, and try to take over those minutes to where those guys are out and, and do the best we can with them. I mean, in terms of leadership, though. Yeah, leadership's important. I think we have we have guys that are 
um, that have, still have some guys that played in the league and, and realize that uh, without some of the vocal presence of guys like Nick and um, other guys that are out injured, it's important for um, the room to still stay vocal and even the bench to stay stay vocal. I think guys feel that and realize it's important to step up in everyone's own, in their own way. Connor Murphy finishing with an assist in today's game. Second most time on ice at 22 minutes and 34 seconds. Alex Vlasic once again leading the Hawks in time on ice today. 24 minutes in action. Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 to today from the United Center. One more break and then we'll wrap up this Blackhawks postgame show and get you set up for their next game against the Edmonton Oilers. Blackhawks postgame show 720 WGN. Drysaddle wins it cleanly this time. Nugent Hopkins to Bouchard. McDavid loading up right circle in front. Tipped home. Hat-trick Zach Hyman. His third of this season and the fourth of his career. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. 2-50 to play. That is Jack Michaels, television voice of the Edmonton Oilers, and that is our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Edmonton coming to the United Center on Tuesday night, a 7.30 puck drop, so a 7 o'clock FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show. I'm Joe Brand on the Blackhawks postgame show. Hawks beat the Flames 4-3 to here at the United Center. Only one other game going on right now in the NHL. Uh, actually, it's over with, but it, went, it happened in Washington. Overtime looming here. As Malenstein, far side, shooting, a score! In from the right side! It's 4-3, Washington! John Walton of Capitals Radio, and boy, did Washington need that victory. They've picked up just four points in their last seven games. A 4-3 winner over the L.A. Kings, former Blackhawk Dylan Strome scoring his 15th goal of the season in that contest. Later tonight, Winnipeg's visit visits Arizona, and Detroit continues their road trip out west against the Anaheim Ducks. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines. Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, when they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help and all the extra help we got today. Our producer was Ben Anderson. He was led by the captain, our engineer, Brett Jackson, here at the United Center. Our reporter was Jack Heinrich. Nick Hefner stepping in for the Hall of Famer, Paul Zarang, John Wideman, and Troy Murray had the call as the Hawks beat the Calgary Flames 4-3 from the United Center on the best day ever. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off. Steve Ruxton has your news next. After that, it's Andy Mazur filling up before Northwestern basketball. Unfortunately, the Bears lose to the Packers. Hamp and OB will be on after Wildcat basketball. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night for Blackhawks Live.